Welcome to Two Tipsy Plants, the podcast where we talk plums and drink booze. My name is Sasha. We kind of grew into each other this time around, you know? Not my name is Sasha and my name is Sasha. Just my name is Sasha. All right. Um, This episode is special well we thought we'll very spontaneous as well yeah actually it's quite spontaneous yes and we will try to um do a video podcast this time around yeah let's see how many fuck ups we will do this time yeah let's see how i might give up like you know in the middle of editing i'll be like no screw this i'm not doing video but we'll try our best um but yes because this episode is coming up right before halloween Mm -hmm. or on halloween i can't remember monday can't remember. Anyway, it's com- coming out around that time of the season. So we thought we'll make an episode about creepy plants. If you haven't picked up on that yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> creepy plants and um, superstitious plants and just everything creepy and plant plant world and Halloween related. Call it that way. And witchcraft, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, doesn't matter what topic we are talking about. Yeah. 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 Wine always comes first. (laughs) Once again, welcome to our journey through the fascinating world of plants and their connection to Halloween. And booze. (laughs) And booze. So today is going to be different because it wasn't me who was buying the bottle of wine. So Sasha, (laughs) what do we drink today? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Today is a lucky pick because we have a stash of wine um, hidden and I, I was just like, oh, Max, can you grab? some wine and he's like oh yeah sure and he grabbed two whites that are not chilled so we will have to it's a spooky it's a spooky white <laughs> yeah we will it's have a spooky to... warm white but it's fine the wine today is set here uh from hogs bay uh the paddock i assume is Kereru, and the grape is chardonnay vintage Kereru. 2022 all right it's elegantly expressed on the nose with apricots figs lemon peel and nougat characters with a hint of oatmeal complexity. At least that's what it says on the website. Ah, wine is wine today. <laughs> today is also a Monday. We are recording on Monday. Because it is Labor Day in New Zealand, so it's an off, a day off. So, so yeah, everybody else is laboring and we're drinking. <laughs> hey, you did go to a sale, didn't you? Garish sale. Garish yes. sale, yeah. And I... Um, Came back from Hamlet Springs. We had a really nice time away. So, that yeah. Nice. I All don't right. think I'm going to be able to pass it to you. So. <laughs> no, don't burn yourself, please. <laughs> yes, I have a ring of fire protecting protecting from me, I guess. <laughs> yep. Okay, mm-hmm. let's sniff this one up. I mean, it smells like Chardonnay. It smells like Chardonnay. Slightly buttery. I would have preferred it a little bit cooler, but it's actually not too bad. I thought that would be mm. a bit more disgusting like it, because it's not cool. But yeah, I can see the apricots, mm-hmm. the figs. Nuga, not really. No, it's very apricot, definitely. And mm. uh, it's buttery, like it's not yeah. It's not super... It's not like super buttery, yeah. like your buttery chardonnay. It has like slight amount of oiliness. Butter. To it. <laughs> oiliness to it. <laughs> All right, so let's... Let's I have a, dive. Did you see my little pumpkin that I've I brought? I've seen your little pumpkin. It's really cute. 
I do not have any Halloween decorations just because we don't really celebrate Halloween. We just sometimes dress up and, you know, have a party. But I have a little pumpkin, and a glass know- pumpkin. So, yes. <laughs> and do you happen to know why pumpkins are associated with Halloween? No. Can you tell me why? Uh, I don't know. Am I up to it? Sure. Let me just <laughs> put my glasses on. So, yeah, pam- pumpkins, to begin with, during your research, where most of the myth came from for you? What do you mean? Like, most of the plants are connected to some kind of mythology. Well, my mine are kind of random. Um, a lot of my plants are about witchcraft, but some of them are just sort of superstitions about mm-hmm. plants. So when it comes from witchcraft, which country is the most... Uh, most mentioned. So mostly it's pagan witchcraft. Which is originating from... I don't know. Druidship. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it, it's it's Celtic origin. Yeah. Same as the Halloween. The ah. history. Yeah. So Irish. Thank you, Irish people, for <laughs> Halloween that we are celebrating now. So tell me, because I don't know why, but in my head... I remember something about pumpkins being like originally the carvings on the pumpkins were done to ward off evil. Yep, that's is what that I'm, correct? Yep, yeah, that's okay. what I'm trying to get into. Okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, the pump- carved pumpkins also called jack-o'-lanterns, yeah. and the history of jack-o'-lanterns is associated with Halloween, uh, which is associated with Halloween, is rooted in Irish myths about Stingy Jack. Uh, according to the legends, Jack outwitted the devil, and for his own, uh, for his own benefit. And when he died, neither God nor devil wanted to <laughs> just slight, slight. Sasha, roll sleight of hand. <laughs> okay, I roll. I don't know. D15. Natural one. <laughs> yeah, natural one, definitely. Um, it's so, yeah. fine. Life Jack... is fine. Everything is fine. I rolled natural one. <laughs> Sorry. So yeah, Jack outwitted the devil and for his own benefit, but when he died, neither God nor devil wanted to accept him to their realms, so he was doomed to to, 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 to roam the earth okay. for eternity. Yep. To, and to ward of his spirits, uh, uh, Irish began car- carving demonic faces on vegetables, not ah. pumpkins. Like, just vegetables. It started with turnips and, like, courgettes and stuff. But when they brought it to America, the yeah. most readily available fruit was pumpkin. Yeah. Pumpkin. Where's my pumpkin? And now we have a jack-o'-lantern pumpkin as a thing. But, yes, they also put candles inside their vegetables. So it looks creepy. Nice. Yeah, I, like, I thought I knew that, but I couldn't remember quite the whole story. But thank you. Thank you. That's um, very interesting. It's always good to know origins of different things. Yeah. yeah. It, so it's uh, origi- originated in Ireland. O- older Ireland. Yeah. Kel- uh, by, uh, um, it's a Celtic festival yeah. known Samhain. Uh, Samhain. Som. Som. I think so. Pronunciation. Sound. Is that correct? Sound. Ah, sound. Okay. Okay. <laughs> sound. So it's sound. <laughs> it sounds to be sound. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's interesting. Thank you, Sasha. Thank you, Sasha. 
<laughs> Thank you, Sasha, for listening. Thank you, Sasha, for educating. <laughs> Thank you, Sasha, for reading. Yeah. Let me see something. Okay. Cool. So I have one myth that actually, so apparently it's a superstition about plants, but I actually have a science to back this superstition up with. Um, so apparently plants above ground crops during waxing moon and below ground crops during waning moon. We waxing, not wa not waxing. No, there's waxing and there's waning. Like waxing is like peel your, peel your hair off you. I think it's wax, not wax. Like waxing. That's what I'm saying, waxing. No, but <laughs> oh good, oh good. I'm just being. You're just being a butthole, yes. Yes, I'm just being a, a penis. <laughs> um, I'm just being a Richard. So apparently that superstition and the common belief is the moonlight increases or decreases each night, affecting which plant part would grow best. So increasing moonlight, a waxing moon, um, was believed to encourage the tomatoes, winter squashes, cucumbers, corn and peppers, and decreasing moonlight, a waning moon, um, was believed to encourage growth of bulbs, tubers, and pretty much everything that grows underground. There is actually a scientific um, thing to back this up with. So you know how full moon draws water to it, and you are stealing my my episode. <laughs> well, you can always add to it. Okay, but it's just yeah, it was um, I found it funny because like I found this and I'm like, well, actually, yeah, it is backed by science that the full moon draws water yeah. and new moon doesn't well the distance of moon to earth is uh, is resulting in tides and different phases of moon results in keen tides yeah and whatever is connected to your ocean is connected to your groundwater as well yeah so when moon is closer it's pulling the groundwater closer to the surface so your fruit is going to be a bit more ripe like well, you, would, yeah, you would not harvest your for example spinach during the daytime because it's going to be wilted like, mm. it's just an analogy yeah, and you would har harvest it during the night time. It's going to, like or evening time. It's going to be more crisp. Yeah, and that's the same ideology idea behind harvesting on um, with moon, with like the moon, different yeah. phases of moon. Yeah, but also like I understand why planting your plants with waxing moon, like above ground um, plants, um, you will have more water to it, so the plant is well watered. Mm. But then whatever is underground, it doesn't really like to be in sogging wet water. So hence, uh, on the waning moon, you can actually... <laughs> is it making too much noise? <laughs> it's okay. So on a waning moon, it, it just sort of makes the ground less wet. Hence, all your roots, um, plants are doing much better. So what made me think about this topic is vineyards mm -hmm. and their approach you know you know different approaches of wine growing vine growing not wine growing uh there is like regular well vines make wine yeah so <laughs> there is a regular vine growing approach like fertilizers and everything and then there is organic which does oh, not there's bio what is it called and there bio... is a biodynamic biodynamic yeah that's which right. is very much like witchcraft wizardry uh everything moon related and so do they take all the aspects? They take in... all the all the moon aspects into consideration while they are like harvesting, while they're pruning, while they are like 
it's everything. So what is biodynamic actually? It is uh, it's based on um, it's based on teachings of Australian philosopher Rudolf Steiner. It's a holistic approach that views the vineyards as a self-sustaining ecosystem where all elements are interconnected. So they would never use any kind of fertilizer or pesticide in order to fertilize their soil. They would just recycle whatever the clippings they are, unless they're diseased, then that will be burned. I guess they'll also use like sheep for... They would use sheep manure, composting. Yeah, uh, but I mean, even the sheep for like helping them take off all the dead leaves. I actually yeah. found it really cool how like yeah. you can use your stock to um, do that. Yeah, They will use sheep for like, because they would plant some something in between the grape rows. So in order to maintain the height of it, sheep will be grazing. It's like yeah. free lawnmowers. And sheep. in order... Sheep. Sheepies. Not sheeps. <laughs> sheeps. <laughs> Not sheeps. In between the wine, ro- wine rows. Nice. Um, and in order to get rid of pests, sometimes they would just use like high-potent teas to, oh. to ward them off. Yeah. To be very honest with you, I've only tried a couple of biodynamic wines with you. Can't remember if I was impressed or not. <laughs> so probably wasn't. Um, it's really hard to find biodynamic wines that are very shit, to be honest. But they do have their special it's earthiness. It's very to hard it. to find wine that is very shit in New Zealand. So you know, <coughs> Klinskin. Well, I mean, Klinskin is your Australian lottery, brand, anyways. Yeah, it's a lottery. So yeah, yeah, and yeah. Cool. Um, that's interesting. So. I guess that's not really witchcraft, but it is kind of witchcraft with plants and um, the wine, which is very yeah. appropriate for the topic, Sasha. Because, like, did you want to add anything before I go into the lunar cycles? Ooh, um, no, but you can yeah, go ahead. So, yeah, uh, so main thing that they're using is lunar cycles. And during the planting and harvest, um, they do planting and harvesting. Uh, when... <laughs> scratch that biodynamic farmers uh, and winemakers pay close attention to the phases of the moon mm-hmm. when planting and harvesting mm-hmm. the lunar calendar is divided into four main phases which are new moon first quarter full moon and last quarter mm-hmm. so each phase is believed to have specific impact on plant growth and vitality for example some um, practitioners prefer to plant during the new moon and the har- and harvest during the full moon for optimal results Supercharged um, grape wines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there are also different different concepts mm-hmm. like root day and fruit day and bud day. And so, what are those? In dynamic farming, the lunar calendar is further divided into root days and fruit days. Mm-hmm. Root days are considered ideal for activities that involve the plant, plants underground parts such as pruning and fertilizing. So I'm assuming that is done on a waning moon as well, like a decreasing moon. Okay. (laughs) And the fruit days, on the other hand, are believed to enhance the growth and development of the above ground part of the plant, like grapes themselves. Also, that's when they will host most of the events for wine tasting because it, it is thought to make the wine taste better for some reason. But yeah, if you wanna try your wines, and like Go there be, on the full moon. Uh, if you want to try your wines and be like very snobby about it, do the fruit day or the bud day, flower day. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. 
It's a witchcraft in real life, I guess. With wine. Yeah. Cool. Is that it? I mean, New Moon says that it's it promotes the seed activation and energy accumulation. Uh, ah, sorry, New Moon. And the Full Moon is promoting maximized ripening and energetic culmination. Whatever that is. Well, I guess, yeah. I mean, Full Moon is always associated with the full energy and new moon is always associated with new beginnings and low energy yeah. and stuff. Mm. Interesting. Okay, interesting. Let's, let's get out of the witchcraft <laughs> into the other type of witchcraft. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, one of the things that I found is apparently planting peppers, like hot peppers, when you are mad will make the peppers hotter. When you are mad. Yeah. When you're like actually angry. Oh, <laughs> it's like Red hot do you know what peppers. i do you know what i imagine like you know how in sims the sims the game mm -hmm. when they're angry like they do something they like stomp and stuff and i imagine a person planting their peppers the same way they're like <laughs> you know like blabbering to themselves and i just really angry. i just imagine the witch just throwing instead of potions she's throwing seeds into the ground you bastard <laughs> <laughs> yeah um didn't find any like back to that but it's just, it's just a fun idea yeah um a couple of unlucky plants so one of them is ajuga reptans do you know what ajuga is it's a ground covering plant it grows in new zealand as well like we use it in landscaping a lot and it spreads like strawberries pretty much ah uh, suckers okay yeah like it does the yeah. whatever you call them <laughs> suckers yeah um it's also it's also called buggle um, apparently, it's also known as baby rattle or carpenter's um, herb. It's a ground-covering plant, and it actually loves both the sun and the shade. So, apparently, one of the tales is that if you take this flowers into your house, it may cause a fire. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How? Why? No idea. So if you guys have a juga growing outside, do not bring it into the house because it might cause a fire. Just like Sasha almost did it earlier today with dropping the camera on the candles. Almost. <laughs> Thank you for throwing me under the bus slash under the, onto you, the candle. Did you bring a juga into the house? <laughs> I brought myself. I'm worse. Um, <sighs> yeah. Do you have um, other plans? Because I've, I've got quite a few yep. as well. Shall yep. we cover sage? Okay, you go. The... Did you do sage? No, I didn't actually. Yeah, it's just like very typical. You see it in every witchcraft movie and in every um, every sense sense shop. Well, ex exorcism shop. also. Every, every exorcism yeah. movie, every chakra cleansing experience is going to have white sage, yep. which is salvia officinalis, which has cleansing and purification, uh, purificating. Purifying. Purifying. <laughs> uh, not effects, properties? properties to it. Yes. Thank you, Sasha. Um, I'm, I'm actually having more wine than you are, and uh, I'm doing slightly maybe better. That, maybe that's why, because it helps you. <laughs> um, and yeah, it originates in Europe and the Mediterranean and North America. It is used in, ritual, in rituals, clearing negative energy. So yeah, usually people use it in all the American or in like TV series, they mm -hmm. just light it up and just go through the house and ma make ghosts cough. I don't know. 
I once tried to do it with just normal sage, not your it white sage. It smells like weed. Exactly. <laughs> so once I tried that, I'm like, mm, no, actually, I think there is a reason why people use white sage and not just normal sage. I think there is a reason why things. ghosts don't want to stay in the house <laughs> after the saging because it smells like shit. Does it? <laughs> well, I, I think so, but maybe the ghosts do the same. I can't remember what it smells like. Yeah. And in Russia... Uh, you can have the bundle of sage and put it in the corners of your house, which will ward off the evil, evil spirits as well. Evil. Mm. Oh. And spiders. Shelfie. That's sage, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. I just, I couldn't remember what it is in Russian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There is that. Sticking to that same sort of group of plants, sages and stuff, um, rosemary. Oh. So. Apparently it helps people grow their hair these days if you make Does rosemary it? water oh. and spray it on your head <laughs> don't spray it on your palms on your palms <laughs> <laughs> i think we're quoting chewbacca way too often yeah um so yeah rosemary in middle ages apparently it was hung at the doorways to ward of evil spirits again i think everything that is smelling slightly on a potent side is warding off evil spirits yeah well rosemary smells nice though um and then obviously it is still used to this day it is still used um to be thrown into the grave or to put onto the um coffin um for, you know, when you are saying goodbye to the person, because it shows that it shows that the person will not be forgotten, which makes which makes it very interesting, because also rosemary is used in witchcraft, which... Um, and in cooking. And in cooking, yeah, obviously. Um, and apparently rosemary helps with your memory, and it is used with memory witchcraft, related memory witchcraft okay. and stuff. So it kind of all relates, you know, how like you would put it on um, in someone's grave or into someone's coffin saying that, you know, in you me- will in not memory, be forgotten. Yeah. yeah. Um, and obviously today it is used as a very, very lovely herb. I love rosemary. I love rosemary too. Can you imagine if they used rosemary and thyme for the burials and then like, Ex- ex- accidentally the coffin ends up in a hot spring and it becomes a nice soup <laughs> <laughs> this is a very creepy episode eh? <laughs> it's true by the way have you heard about it Vic- about the Victorian what is it Victorian punch I think it is or something is that people it, 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 it is what we have talked about so they would they would uh, put people in sarcophagus and <sighs> Make a soup out of them? They, no, they, they they would put no. they would embalm them, like, and then several like a bit later, some time passes, and they put the straw in, and apparently it has like had like interesting notes to it and flavor. So they had to put but. put uh, fences around the, uh, not not mausoleums or sarcophaguses. What what do they call it? Those uh, like in every old time movie you see like there is a coffin and there is like a house around it mausoleum well i'm thinking that's a mausoleum isn't it maybe yeah yeah it's fine so mausoleum so they used they had to protect it not from the not because people will go and yeah <laughs> they try not to protect the life from the dead but dead from the living <laughs> yes <laughs> well as creepy. they say why, why people are so creepy 
well, as they say, don't be afraid of the dead, be afraid of the living. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, do you have a plant to yes. hit me with? <laughs> hit me with your best plant. Hit me, baby, with your plant. I have the witch's drug, which is handbane. Um, mm. Sasha, catch up. <laughs> uh, it is a plant with the hallucinogenic properties that have both fascinated and terrified people for centuries. Hence, being scientifically known as the higher, higher, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> higher Siamas Niger, not the other one, <laughs> is a, and it's a member of the nightshade family, which contains potent alkaloids, including hyacin, uh, hyoceamine, and atropine. Refer back to our previous episode. Plants that are toxic to your pets. Even though, well, I mean, um, nitrates can be toxic to people as well. So, yeah, we we did dip into that quite a bit in our previous episode. Yeah. Yeah. And these compounds can induce powerful hallucinations as well, which is fun. Great. And witchcraft, it was used by witches in witchcraft and flying ointments as well. Flying ointments. Hallucinogenic. Flying oh, yeah. ointments. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Histo- historical use of that is through the witchcraft, creating flying ointments that will send shivers down your spine. From spiritual journeys to the sinister purposes, the plant's dark side is a matter of concern. Yeah. Just be careful with the handbane. It's quite toxic and poisonous. So, yeah, there is that. Well, Another thing about fly- witches flying on their brooms is you see that video recently Thank you. On, on the <laughs> sorry i'm just like sitting here hinting on sasha yeah give me some more wine what video uh there was like a quick reaction of like on tiktok i think it was to someone flying a broom no like <laughs> why why it was called riding like why women were demonized and okay and were called witches because they were actually caught riding a broom hint hint wink wink oh <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> is that one of those cheeky jokes <laughs> yeah so they, they were riding a broom and obviously they were possessed so they had to be burned well yeah didn't women have like hysterias and stuff that needed yeah. to be cured and all yeah that? their clitoris had had be had to be cut off in order to cure the hysteria beautiful damn medieval times <laughs> yeah it doesn't it doesn't matter if your man cannot if if your man cannot please you, even if it makes you ride the broom. Great. Um, <laughs> actually, speaking of women and witchcraft and all of that. And riding brooms. And riding brooms, yeah. Um, parsley. I've got parsley next on my list. Petrocellinum crispum. Made it sound like I actually meant to make it sound like that. <laughs> uh, apparently, did you know that it was known as devil's herb as well? Um, For me, it is. <laughs> I really hate oh, do you parsley. not like parsley? No. Oh. Do you like coriander? No. Oh. Okay. You're, <laughs> one, of, tastes, you're one of those people. It tastes like soap. I actually like coriander. <laughs> to me, mango tastes like soap. Well, I think that depends on the variety of mango that you're eating. Maybe, possibly, yeah. Like, I don't mind mango-flavored things, but I don't like the fruit itself. All right. So, parsley. Superstition had it that its seeds took too long to germinate because they had to go to the devil and back nine times before sprouting. I actually don't know. Do do parsley seeds take that long to germinate? I've never tried to grow it from seed. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, so apparently only women were supposed to plant parsley seeds. They're the most patient ones. <laughs> and only when the parish church bells were ringing. So you couldn't plant it when the bells were not ringing. Um, many shunned it altogether, the parsley. Um, however, believing to sow it was to invite death into the family before the end of the year. Shunned the non-believer. <laughs> um, so... Old witches prescribed the eating of parsley thrice daily for three weeks if a pregnant woman wished to um, stop being pregnant. <laughs> Apparently. Stop being pregnant. <laughs> right now. Um, so, yeah, and... Um, Apparently, placing a spring of parsley on your forehead was considered a fail-safe headache cure or hangover pre pre preventative. Like, <laughs> devil, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> devil's herb, or hmm, might as well clear my hair, my my you know hangover with it. <laughs> Stick it on your forehead. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I never knew that it, it takes that long to germinate for parsley seeds. But maybe you don't know it takes that long to cure a hangover. <laughs> but also, like you know, once you have parsley in your garden, you can you not, have it. Yeah, you just have it exactly. <laughs> so because it produces uh, a thousand and one seeds. Yeah, it sells seeds like crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, that was my segue into you know women and witchcraft and parsley, the devil's herb. Mm. My next herb is herb herb earl <laughs> is enchanter's herb herb. <laughs> herb, 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 which is vervain. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Vervain scientifically known as verbena officinalis. Have we spoken about it before? Have we spoken about the, the meaning of the word officinalis? Uh, you can get it in the shops, I think. As in, it was used, I think, because you can grow it. It was sold in shops. I think that's what officinalis means, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but I think we've spoken about the being of officials. Oh yeah, we, before. we have. We have talked was that about the Harry it, like, Potter episode? Oh, not Harry Potter, but the plants in um, mythology, in pop culture. Yeah, it. I'm. I'm sure we have talked about verbena in at least three episodes. It, All right. It, it appears quite often. Yeah. Uh, it has. <laughs> um, so verbena has enchanted civilizations for centuries. Its story begins with ancient Egyptians, Greeks, Romans, and Celtic Druids. Who reverted it for? Sorry, who reverted it for its mystical properties? <gasps> I need <laughs> breathe. to breathe sometimes. Breathe, Sasha, breathe. I know it's a spooky episode, but it doesn't mean that somebody has to die. <laughs> um, yeah, Bavarian primarily Bavarian's primary role was to protect believers against evil spells, negative allergies. It was used to purify sacred places such as altars, ceremonial implements, temples, <laughs> and private dwellings. <laughs> yeah, you sound like you're running. <laughs> well, I think we're just burning off all the oxygen with all the candles. <laughs> I can open the window if, if you're too hot. No, I'm fine. <laughs> fine. I'm Let burning this. in hell, but I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just preparing myself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there is that. Mm. So yeah, similar to sage. Yeah. Um, I actually, I, I do have quite a few plants, but I thought that maybe I'll 
we'll keep this episode relatively short um, and then we'll open the discussion and keep it. <laughs> and then we will open the window. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can open the window if you want. No, it's fine. I'm just, just pulling the leg. <laughs> and, and obviously a table. Um, but anyway, so I'll talk about one last plant and then if you want, you can cover another one and then we'll just open the discussion and talk about a couple of things without actually the script. Not the script, but the research. So, um, Hawthorne, which is a tree. Actually, there are a lot of sacred trees in mythology, witchcraft. Oak. Oaks, uh, birches, beaches. Like, there are so many. <laughs> sacred beaches. Beaches, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, Hawthorne, Cretaceous Livigata, is a, um, a tree which is native to Western and Central Europe. Um, from Great Britain to Spain and Czech Republic and Hungary. So Hawthorne is regarded as a magical tree throughout the Western Europe. Um, all It usually is associated with love and heart and lust. Its flowers believed to have aphrodisiac aroma. Um, please do not eat any flowers because I don't know if they're edible or not. Um, so all leaves, flowers and berries were used as a tonic to benefits circulation and regulation of blood pressure, making Hawthorne Association associated with heart medicinal um, properties and magical properties as well. Excuse me. <coughs> um, <laughs> so uh, Hawthorne also is considered as a portal tree. Hawthorne? Hawthorne. <laughs> Hawthorne. <laughs> um, apparently, if it grows alongside an oak and an ash, it is believed to be sacred to fairies. Sacred tree or to open a portal into the fairy realm. Yes, exactly. You, you've actually read my script, believe it or not. Or have you, have you done research on <laughs> no. it as well? No. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's um, played a big part for um, fairies of Beltane. Um, and to sleep under a hawthorn tree at Beltane was to gain entrance to the fairy realm. Uh, Beltane is one of the um, festivals and celebrations of the year yeah, as well. Yeah, Be Beltane is one of the quests in Baldur's Gate. <laughs> Sounds like it. No, it's not. Oh. <laughs> she, she almost believed me. Yeah, almost did. You freaking, yeah, I'm too gullible, I guess. Um, so, yeah. And uh, Hawthorne bark and berries are used in love spells and potions. Mm. I just now remembered, probably Rosemary speaking, but... <laughs> okay, sorry, it took me a while. <laughs> <laughs> you need to have some rosemary too. Um, back in ancient Rome, they used to have a tree that produced flowers that were edible, and they were used for opening portals as well. No, no, no. They were used as preve preventing pregnancies. So, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, yeah. I think they recently found it again. So. They used to just have, like, it, it took a seed and there was no hormonal effects on, on the person or anything. And it's cool that people used to use actual nature to help them with that. And well, well, I guess in Roman orgies and Greek orgies, you had to find something that helps with that. Well, I mean, also, we covered it before, but like the actual contraceptive pill. Thank you. Contraceptive. I was trying to find the word. <laughs> the contraceptive pill that, that like women take today 
was derived from yams. Like the mm-hmm. actual compound was derived from yams, which is another plant as well. Potato. Yeah. Uh, would you like to cover another plant or would you like to open the discussion? I would like to open a bottle. <laughs> a bottle. Need... I would like to open a bottle. <laughs> Did you say a portal? No, I said a bottle. <laughs> a bottle of wine. A bottle of water. Okay. My yeah. magic wand is unstable. <laughs> yeah, you need pills for that. <laughs> right. Um. So, opening up the discussion. I mean. <laughs> yes, open the discussion. I just. I have two topics, I guess, to talk about. One is the superstitions related to plants. Um, like I know a couple that come from, like, you know, where we are from. Um, but also another one is the plants that are associated with, like, witchcraft and Halloween and stuff. What are you doing? Sneak attack. Are you trying to open the window? Dude, I offered you to open the window, like, ages ago. Now just do the uh just just open the yeah. Oh my god da uh, is the whole thing is shaking eh? <laughs> uh, Did you have some of that sage? <laughs> no. <laughs> what I was saying? Ah um the superstitions related to plants. So one of them I mean, it could be new for some people. Some people might know it. But like in Russia, um, and I'm assuming in a lot of Slavic countries, you if you want to give flowers to someone, you shouldn't be giving an even number of flowers to that person because um, it's an omen of death. Because in, at funerals, you would usually use an even number of flowers to, to put, put on a grave. On the grave. Yeah, like, and it's usually the um, carnations, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That I used as well. Yeah. Um, what other superstitions can you think of related to plants? You have put me on a spot. <laughs> uh, don't plant birch trees in your garden because that will bring tears. Well, I mean, it's kind of backed by science, isn't it? If you have, I mean, if you have hay, hay fever, fever. <laughs> is that is that an actual thing? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. What about hugging a birch tree? <laughs> that's just typical Russian thing like oh, I'm gonna go into the forest and hug the birch tree because I love my nation so so much do you know that hugging trees is actually quite common not only obviously Green hugging peace. birches in Russia but I mean um, because you know humans always want to we are always drawn to nature mm-hmm. and hugging trees is, um, hugging trees is um, a way to feel closer to the nature yeah. Um, the other superstition that I could think about is uh, yellow flowers. Like if you gift someone yellow flowers, like you shouldn't be giving yellow flowers to your loved ones, like your partner, because that means that you will break up. It's an omen of breaking up. <laughs> oh, yep. not, not to self. <laughs> <laughs> um, but another thing that I wanted to talk about as well is like plants. If you think about any like witchcraft um, or wizardry movies and plants that are associated with them. It's usually, I'm thinking ivy, because ivy usually, you know, entangles mm-hmm. everyone. 
And um, to be honest, I see why it's used in witchcraft as a creepy plant because it's a freaking creepy creeper. And um, it, if you have ivy in your garden, it will take over everything. And I mean everything. Your life, your garden, <laughs> your money. Your kids, your money. Your yes. time. <laughs> your car. <laughs> yeah. And your health because some of the varieties of ivy is fucking poisonous. But also people are, with hay fever can be allergic to it because it produces... Great. Some sort of some sort of pollen, like it, if you shake it, it's the brown po- pollen that it produces. Yeah, it has flowers. So, yeah, um, I started rewatching um, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, mm-hmm. and in one of the episodes with the demon, like she opened these configuration, yeah. and then released the demon, and she used foxglove to go back to sleep, to go in the sleep and find the demon yeah. and stuff, and I'm like. Because we've covered for Yeah, she, she died. <laughs> well, she didn't. No. Like, if it was a real life, she she she's dead. Yeah, girl, girl is dead. Um, I don't know how much it will take you, because she's like, oh, like you you take too much, you'll die. Mm. Um, but it, foxglove is not a um cure for insomnia, so no. Yeah, don't so think that was interesting. Yeah, that was really interesting, and I was like, you know, I'm like mm, fact checking, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and actually, both in the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina and the Harry Potter and Mandrakes were used. Yeah, and we've actually covered that before as well. Yeah, in completely different sense, though. Like in Harry Potter, it was screaming herb, whereas in Sabrina, it was a body double, essentially. Well, yes and no, because. See, in um, Harry Potter, it was a human-looking-like herb. Well, it, it looked like a human and it was screaming. It's the kids' neighbor's yeah. kids. Um, I mean, no, not them were screaming. <laughs> <laughs> it's neighbor's kids. <laughs> Mandrakes. No, because Sasha opened the window a little bit and we could hear neighbor's kids. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, because Mandrake looked like a person and was like, you know, a screaming baby. Really? <laughs> um, <laughs> And in Sabrina, it was used as a body double because it looked like a human as well. So you you would use Mandrake to make a body double. So it's still kind of related and it was kind of... Just use bloody clay. <laughs> but then it won't move. You know, it's not... What nat- do you mean? Everybody, every, every magical movie uses clay, but it kind of results in a golem rather than body double, so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... That's kind of all that I have. I do have a couple more plants, but yeah. Actually, we might, if you want to, we might finish with orchids. Sure, let's do that, because I have no idea what is the superstition about orchids. <laughs> um, I mean, it's kind of, we've already talked about it. So orchids are always associated with fertility. Sickness. And sickness and everything <laughs> like that. <laughs> Apparently, the word orchis is derived from Greek word for testicles yeah that was covered in episode about orchids yeah so please don't try this at home yeah um but apparently if you eat small orchid tubers while pregnant please do not do it please but this is like the the story if you eat small orchid tubers while pregnant you'll give birth to a baby girl but then if your um sperm donor <laughs> it's um, large ones, the large tubers of um, orchids, orchids um, you will give birth to a son. Um, <laughs> you will give birth to an orchid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, through your butt. 
Oh so yeah, blooms for me. Yeah, but I mean, e poor. Wherever you go, wherever you you know, different stories and different folklore, orchids are always associated with like love and lust and fertility, fertility and, and penetration and sex and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, and on that. On that arousing mm, note. Not very creepy note. I think we oh. might end this um, creepy plants in Halloween special episode. What do you think? It was a quest sporadic, but hey, it was quite spontaneous. Hey, I think we've well. done well, though, for a spontaneous episode, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, well, thank you for joining us today. I'm actually trying it without the script. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let, 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 let's see how, how well I'll do after half a bottle of wine as well. <laughs> thank you for joining us today. Um, and talking and listening to our plant-loving shenanigans. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm doing it and right. If, and if you would like to support our podcast, please do share and subscribe and do Actually, spread the we, word. We, yeah, we, we, we've gained a few more subscribers um, last weekend. Thank you, Sasha, for all your lovely posts on Instagram. I mean, and thank you o- for honestly, everyone following. Honestly, episode 15 was just such a spot for all the pictures because all the aeroids are the poisonous plants. So it's like, yes, and they are all spectacular looking plants, so it's, mm. it's quite easy to cover that. Yeah. So yeah, if you want to support, please share, subscribe, and we actually have a Facebook page now as well, if you're a bit of an oldie but goodie. Yeah, we'll try to, well, well the only thing you can't share reels to um, Facebook, you can only share pictures, Me, but yeah. But I mean, yeah, if, if you feel like following us there, um, do that, please. And um, yeah, so feel free to follow us, and um, don't forget to spread the word. Keep, keep it, it green, green and keep it tipsy. Thank you. Bye-bye. Sasha's out. <laughs> it's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> 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 okay, bye. <laughs>